Welcome to the Player Development Project podcast. My name is Dave Wright, co-founder and editor of Player Development Project. PDP is a website for coaches who are committed to learning, and we provide a huge library of resources which consists of cutting-edge insights from the world's most innovative player developers, coach educators, and researchers. If you want to learn from the best and join a community of like-minded coaches, then check out playerdevelopmentproject.com. On this week's Player Development Project podcast, we answer a question from our community and try to offer up advice on practical problems faced by coaches around the world. Hi everyone, welcome to another Player Development Project Q&A. Really pleased to be joined once again by UEFA A licensed coach and PDP technical advisor, Dan Wright. Dan, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you today, mate? Yeah, really well. Looking forward to another question. And uh, this week it comes from Mark via Twitter. Now Mark has said, I coach an under-12s team who are going into under-13s next year. How would you combat slow starts in games? Okay. Um, I think for this one we need to talk about what happens on game day and what happens on training. So if we go, if we do uh, game day first, so the first thing I would be interested to know what it looks like is, is sort of that period before the game, so the sort of the pre-match talk and then into the warm-up and then the timings maybe before they start the game. I think sometimes if that can be too long or a bit, you know, stop-start, sometimes the players can lose a bit of focus and a little bit of concentration before they start the game. So for me, um, I'd be interested to see how much the coach is talking because I think sometimes if the coach is talking too much and, you know, those team talks are going on for 15 minutes, with boys of this age, they can switch off and you're going to lose lose that focus. So maybe just giving them a few, you know, quick few targets, maybe two or three targets that we've talked about before, and then a nice, punchy, aggressive warm-up and then straight into the game. So I don't think all of that process should last more than half an hour from talk to actually kicking off. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I tend to agree. I think um, you know it's really important to question yourself as a coach. Are you disengaging the players? So that, that whether that's coming through the warm-up or whether that's coming through too long in terms of the team talk, that's a question to ask. Um, I certainly love the idea of a shared ownership model here with players. And I think at that age, they're more than capable of taking some responsibility for themselves in terms of their warm-up and what they're doing. So something that we've done a lot this season with the players I was working with um, is actually getting the players to own the first 20 out of, out of the 30 minutes prior. Um, so that might be five minutes coaches talking and then they go into their process where they might talk amongst themselves as to what the team targets are for the day. And then they'll go out, set their own warm up up and we will just sort of observe and guide and make sure it's being done at the level. Um, but also just just really observe their behavior. Now look, some some might say, well, this, this is a risky move and, and you potentially could have players disengage and, and not do things at the tempo that you want. But I think what it does do is it switches them on to the fact they've got to take some control of their game now. So I'm a believer in that. And then the second part to that is the coach is just taking maybe the last seven or eight minutes, whether that's working on some shape stuff or a, a short, sharp position practice. Um, I think there's, there's a couple of ways you can go about doing it. So there are a couple of ideas on game day. Um, um, what, what do you think at training, mate? How can we address this you know, on the training pitch? Yeah, I think the obvious one probably for training and games is to get them into a, a game-like scenario quite quickly. Um, so just touching back on the warm-up, maybe the warm-up's a bit too unopposed or a bit too drill-like so that when they come into the game, it's maybe too frantic and too quick for them. So you could replicate that at training with a few scenarios or putting them straight into, into match play. So it could be a scenario like you're 1-0 down, you've got to get it back to 1-0, to here's eight minutes, off you go. And I think that gives, like you said, like with the, the, the warm-up, it gives them that ownership and, and that sort of autonomy to take control. And maybe they've got to make those decisions from, from the first minute rather than waiting to 20 minutes into a game to, to make a choice. 
Um, I really, I do really like the scenarios. I think it's a really good way to sort of coach on the run and to, to test test the guys, but also players turn up to training, you know, of all ages, and they want to go straight into a game. So I find that a good way to sort of, you know, it's a win-win. They get to play the match that they want to play, and perhaps you can uh, design the session in a certain way or constrain the game in a certain way to get to get the outcomes that that you like. What, what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, definitely. I think shaking it up at training is key. I think it's easy as coaches to fall into a fairly predictable timeline of events at training in terms of, okay, we turn up, we might do a, a short, sharp warm-up, we might do something on the ball or uh, and then go into a position and then we then we make a bigger event at the end, whether that's attack versus defense scenarios or a phase of play if you've got the numbers. I think it's good to just say to the kids, actually, we're just gonna, we're just gonna play right from the word go here and, and throw that pressure on them and say, look, you're one nil down, you've got to work it out or you put some some winning scenarios on. Um, I know in the interview I did recently with Ben Bartlett, he talked about the fact that you have a scenario where there's no points for a loss um, and no points for a draw, and you must must get the win in a tournament. So if you've got 16 players and you want to do you know two 4v4s on each pitch and set up a couple of pitches, you might have a little rolling tournament where there's you know, winner-takes-all kind of scenario and, and really build that winning mentality. So just mixing up the format at training, really reflecting on what, what you're doing as a coach at training could help. Um, we've also got some resources on the website here which I'd recommend. So first and foremost, loads of constraints-led games in the session plan library um, that Mark can have a look at. We've got a couple of great uh, masterclass webinars from some top coaches. So the first one is Jose Manuel Figuera, who's the coach of the um, national championship uh, winning team, Team Wellington down there in New Zealand. Jose's a great young coach down there doing good things. Great webinar with him called The Principles of Player Development, which is fairly practical. Another one from Sean Reed, who's a former assistant coach at first team level at Fulham. Um, called Lessons from the Championship. I'd recommend Mark, uh, Mark has a good look at that and there could be some good practical ideas in both of those discussions. Um, so that, they're kind of my, my sort of main ideas from the side and, and of course at training. Any final thoughts from you on this one there, Dan? Yeah, I think we've talked about this before in one of these Q&As about the rival activities and I think that could be quite a good way to get the players engaged from minute one. I think some of those arrival activities could work on game day as well. So like you talked about before, the players taking the ownership, whether that's putting them straight into a 3v3 or just some sort of competition. So you've got that intensity, you've got that tempo, you know, right in the warm up all the way into the game. And then with the, with the um, you know, we talked about talking too much, which perhaps we're doing now. You um, <laughs> <laughs> talked about perhaps... You could do, give team targets, so it might be that if your team is, is consistently conceding goals, could we set ourselves a target to keep a clean sheet for 10 minutes? Or can we set ourselves a target that we're still in this game at halftime? And perhaps given that focus and, and, and almost let the boys come up with a target, but you could guide them, you could you skillfully sort of get them to where you want them to go. Um, I think those sort of team targets could help us, okay, we're going to try and build a block for 10 minutes to keep us in the game, or we're going to try and score first, because we never score first, that's going to be our target. And I think those things would help you sort of start the game a bit quicker, hopefully. Definitely. Well, look, plenty of ideas there for Mark, and uh, thanks again for your time today, Dan. Hope uh, Mark you know, has some success going into the new season with his team, and we'll look forward to another Player Development Project Q&A very soon. Thanks for joining us on the Player Development Project podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PlayerDP or find us on Facebook. Don't forget to head over to playerdevelopmentproject.com where you can sign up to our progressive coaching community and gain access to our wide variety of resources to help you in your coaching.